Hey, we're Anna Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about marriage after kids. So today's topic is marriage after kids, and this specifically came from Lindsay B. And she said, I love a topic on marriage after kids. So we started mm-hmm. there. We have a few more questions to get through, but I thought it'd be mm-hmm. cool if Aaron, we could just contrast a little bit from our experience uh, before and after kids. So uh, while well, we went through a season in our early on in our marriage where we didn't want any kids, um, just our mind wasn't right. We, we, we were selfish. We knew it. We struggled with intimacy. Um, we struggled with intimacy, which made it even harder. harder like all I thought that. was like, I don't want kids. I can't even do, you know, yeah. enjoy my marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? The Lord got a hold of us, mm-hmm. uh, changed our hearts on, gave the, us a desire, for gave that. us a desire for children. And, uh, and so we, we started, you know, we said yes to God on that, had our first son mm-hmm. and, uh, God used our son to show us, um, where he wanted us to go mm-hmm. um, in our own relationship, in our relationship with him. Um, it was challenging. It was hard uh, being parents for the first time, not really having much um, uh, help and advice. Um, and we had lots of family that that helped us for sure, but just our understanding of, yeah. of children and what we were going to do. So we went from not wanting children to now loving having children and everything in between. And the journey of, of having children and growing our family, God's taught us a ton. And he's still using our children to teach us a lot. Yeah, and I would say one of the biggest things that he's taught us is that children are a blessing. They really are beneficial to our marriage, to our family unit Mm -hmm. as a whole. And it's just been a really positive experience having children. And we have three now with another one on the way. And so um, our experience and sharing what we know of having kids with you guys just comes from us experiencing that that season of having little Mm -hmm. ones. But I, I would hope that those listening in that even have older kids would still um, be just as inspired by the content today so that um, they know, you know, no matter what age their kids are, uh, what we share today is applicable. Yeah. And what you just said, the the children are a blessing Mm -hmm. idea. Uh, The first place we want to go in talking about marriage after kids is what is our perspective on children? Yeah. Because if, like we did, we had a perspective that children were going to be a burden, they were going to be in the way, they were going to be hard. hard. It was going to stop us from uh, our intimacy. Or doing it was going to stop us from to do. doing what we want. And so, any everything we're going to talk about starts with having the correct biblical foundation of our understanding and perspective of children. And I just want to read Psalm 127, verses 3 through 5, and it says this. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, for the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have this perspective in the beginning. We were kind of taught through culture and just all the things we heard about children. Like it was all negative. Mm-hmm. Um, Even actually while I was pregnant, we heard things like, oh, better get in your sleep now or better go take yeah. that um, second honeymoon now because once you have kids, yeah, pretty get much get all your traveling out of the stops. way now. Yeah. And it, not that people were intending them to be negative, but that is kind of the position that many people are taking is that mm-hmm. like, oh, well, ch- children are going to stop everything you want in mm-hmm. life and you're going to have to change everything, which is partly true. Things do change. <laughs> but again, it's perspective. Yeah. You know, we if we have the perspective that children are a blessing, mm-hmm. that each child is a blessing, mm-hmm. we're not going to look at them as curses. Mm-hmm. Like, because that's essentially what it feels like. So 
we just want to start with this idea of like, how are we supposed to think about our marriage now that we have children? Mm-hmm. Is like, well, it's more blessed. Now that doesn't mean it's not easier. Like the, the, there's a the connotation of blessed it goes into many layers. True. But the idea is that we we see our marriage as more blessed because mm-hmm. we have children, yeah. and because we're and and because that, that's what the Bible teaches us. And this is not the only scripture. Um, there's hundreds of scriptures that talk about children, and it talks about God knitting them in the womb that He knows them before they're born. He knows every hair mm-hmm. in their head. Children are what the Lord's doing in the world, mm-hmm. and so just having the. Uh, a correct perspective and God's constantly changing our perspectives because yeah. our flesh wants the other thing. Yeah. It wants the fr- the freedom. It wants to just be able to go. It wants to, and you know what? Children, they anchor us. They, they, they give us a foundation. They help pull us into like a mature thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we've had kids that we've, you mm-hmm. know, we're in the midst of parenting. Um, what would you say is one, one blessing? Just name one. Well, um, so before I, you know, before we decided we wanted to have kids, I remember asking God, saying, "God, I want to know you more. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about you. I want more of you." And I know a lot of our listeners are thinking, like, "Yeah, I want more of God." Mm-hmm. And I remember God just speaking to my heart. Of course, it was through Scripture, but He was saying, "Well, if you want to know more of me, you're, you you got to have children." And I said, "Well, why?" <laughs> and He said, "Well, you know, you, you know me as a son, like me being a son to, to Him being my father." Mm-hmm. But I don't understand the father side of God. Mm-hmm. There's 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 that side of God in a, in the motherly side of God because he he's the one that created the mother and the father. Sure. Um, I could never understand the father's heart of God without being a father, without experiencing it. Yeah. So That's just good. this just the fact that I'm now a father and I get to see like when my son makes a mistake and I I can now understand like oh that's how. Mm-hmm. God feels. Mm. He he loves me so much that he doesn't want me to make mistakes like that mm-hmm. because he wants to protect me and and save me from the heartache and the pain. Mm. And so that I would say that's just the first blessing. That was what kind of changed my heart on mm. having children. I was like, well, I want more God. I'm not going to say no to that. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Yeah, I would say for me, it's just um, how how parenting has refined our marriage. Like, oh yeah, don't you agree that our kids and it's constantly refining it, it. constantly. Yeah. yeah, it hasn't stopped. Um, but it's matured us in a way of our thinking, in a way of our uh, approach to life, our responses. Mm-hmm. Our responsibilities. There are our responsibilities. Yeah. The way that we communicate with each other. I feel like children are a blessing in that they they add to the family this element of um, growth. Like they, they mm-hmm. help you grow. They help me grow. They Which is going to get into some of the answers we're going to bring on some yeah. of these other questions. But, but you're right that having children, um, if you... If you put the right intention into raising your children, mm-hmm. it keeps you from being selfish mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I, I, no, I need to sacrifice my hobby over here today or forever <laughs> for the sake of the health of my children and the well-being of my children and me being present and spending time with them and making sure that they know that I'm there for them. Yeah. And that's just one little aspect, but yeah. there's like infinite number of elements that children, the dynamic of children in the home bring to a marriage mm-hmm. specifically. Mm-hmm. Because it requires us to work together. It requires yeah. us to work as a team, especially if we want healthy kids. Because mm-hmm. we could easily not. Right. We could be selfish and separate and totally cause chaos for our children. I was going to say, you'd see that in the fruit of your children. Oh, yeah. Good fruit or bad fruit. We'd yeah. see the responses. A, a specific example is, um, you know, we, we, we work on our bickering. We, we, that's our, our heart is to not bicker. Our heart is to not fight. And then there's rarely um, the, t- the occasion that we do. We, mm-hmm. we walk in the flesh instead of the spirit. And you know what? We see it in our children. They respond immediately to it. They, they, in a negative, yeah, like, the, they even tell us, like, 
stop fighting. Yeah, and they're like more emotional. They're more yeah. fragile. They're more sensitive. Yeah. And and it's because we've literally taken the foundation out from under them. Yeah. Because their foundation is our oneness. We shook their security a little bit. Yeah, we shook yeah. their security in those moments. Yeah. Now, luckily, because we don't walk in that way with each other, that we're not constantly fighting like mm-hmm. we used to. Mm-hmm. Um, our kids are much more resilient when yeah. it does come up. Um, but it's still, it. we immediately see it. When, yeah. we're, when we're not walking in oneness, when we're... Um, walking in discord and and you know discontentment with each other mm-hmm. and that's strife mm-hmm. we immediately see it in our children yeah okay so i have one more aspect i want to get to about marriage after kids and that is intimacy now we're pretty transparent when it comes to yeah. intimacy in marriage so could you just touch a little bit on the the contrast of the before and after well again <laughs> we struggled with intimacy before yeah um, but then it got good it got good and then we got pregnant yeah um it was all in the same season <laughs> And then we went into a new season of learning to be intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we might be a little unique. I know there's a ton of people listening that might have similar story as ours mm-hmm. um, with our, the, in the realm of sex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we, because of how long of a struggle we had and not being able to be intimate with each other, um, and then it working and then having children, I feel like we it was easy for us to get out of sync yeah. with each other. Yeah. And not that we were even... Either, either, either of us were bitter or angry. It just kind of didn't happen. Yeah. And we, we would forget and be mm-hmm. like, oh, we actually need to put some time into this. And well, especially we actually... having so many kids in a short amount of time, mm-hmm. I feel like the, um, you know, pregnancy and postpartum and those seasons of like timeouts kind of, like we, we just weren't being intimate, oh, yeah. um, also play a role in that and what you're talking about in like not being forgetful, but just not able to. Well, it, it becomes not a priority and then it, less than a priority, it just becomes like in the background and yeah. then it's like lower and lower down the totem pole of yeah. importance in our marriage. Yeah. Um, but intimacy is important and I just want to, I just want to encourage our listeners mm-hmm. that even with kids, we've found time to be intimate, but you have to make it out well, of you priority. you must. Yeah. Well, just like we were talking about when we're fighting mm-hmm. and our kids feel fragile, when we're not intimate and mm-hmm. we're not cultivating that oneness physically, mm-hmm. we whether we are thinking about it or not, mm-hmm. we all of a sudden are, we're like more snippy. That's actually when fights tend you, to start. They, they come out because we're more emotional and our act, the biology of us, yeah. um, the way God created us, mm-hmm. whether we're thinking about it or not, mm-hmm. starts responding. Yeah. And it's, it's healthy in it to be aware of where we're at spiritually and physically with each other mm-hmm. um, to protect from that. You know, the Bible tells us, it says, um, if you're going to separate, it says to, first of all, give the conjugal rights to your spouse. We talked about this in an episode before. Um, but it says if you're going to separate for a time to only do it for a time. To be in agreement. And agreement on it. And then to come back so that you yeah. don't give a foothold to the enemy. Yeah. And so when we are unintentionally separating, you know, and not pursuing each other physically. It's not good. It's not good for either of us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same in your marriage. Any marriage is going to mm-hmm. respond the same way. You're going to have more tension. You're going to have more fighting. You're going to you're going to feel distant. You're going to feel all these things come from not mm-hmm. intentionally being physical with each other. Yeah. So just to add to that, I, that's really good. I would just say that if you are going to be um, in a season of, let's say, you got pregnant again, or postpartum's coming up, or there mm-hmm. is a reason to not be intimate with each other, or you, you have guys, a spouse that travels. Yeah, you yeah. need to communicate where your hearts are at, and you need to make sure mm-hmm. that you're on the same page. I would say that's probably the biggest thing that we. Yeah. We tell each other is like, hey, and have to continue. You, you work even on. have reminded me, like, well, just make sure that you let me know where you're at. Like, yeah, just talk to me about it. Yeah, we're, we. It's something that we 
we're in a new season of having to learn to communicate more about yeah. our sex life, which is funny because it all, it's all it was <laughs> I know. back, you know, earlier on. Yeah. Um, but then life changes and, yeah. you know, we get busy and we forget, but, um, our kids shouldn't be an excuse yeah. to not be intimate with each other. And if we're using our children as an excuse, then we're, there's another reason why we're not doing yeah, it. Exactly. And our children shouldn't be the excuse. Right. Um, we need to make time for it. We need to be prior- prioritize it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's, we're going to actually answer more of that yeah. in the next in couple of questions. Yeah. We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and, and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. Okay, so the next question is from Kristen A. It says, how do you stay strong in your marriage with three or more kids? I'm having such a hard time to stay focused on my marriage and God with three littles. Yeah, so when I was just talking about the whole using our children as an excuse, um, if, if our children are the center of our family, mm-hmm. then our relationship with God, our relationship with our children, or, I mean our, our, our spouse... spouse our relationship with our friends and our church. They're all take a backseat. They're all going to take a backseat. And this is something that we're learning and walking in is that our children are not the center mm-hmm. of our fa- our family relationship. This is the center. Well, it, well it starting Christ, with our relationship with God. We're Christ-centric. Yeah. Biblical-centric. Yeah. And then the next thing on the the centrifugal spinning <laughs> wheel is the husband and wife. Right. And then the children. Mm-hmm. And then everyone, everyone else. else. Yeah. Because if we have that out of whack, mm-hmm. imagine something spinning in the, you know, the center, it's going to be all out of whack. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if, if with three littles and I'm not, I, I'm not focusing on my relationship with my, my husband or my, my wife, um, I'm not focusing on my relationship with God or my church and they're getting all the focus. The first thing that's happening is you're giving the wrong uh, training and perspective to your children. Mm-hmm. You're telling them that they are the center of the universe. And that they're more important than anything else. Which is not true. They're important. They're significant. Yeah, we, yeah, they're we actually We actually need to give them a healthy perspective of life and where they at, are at in the family. Yep. Because otherwise, they're going to walk the same way with their spouse. Mm-hmm. You want them to, to put Christ first yeah. and then their spouse and then their children and then others. Mm-hmm. That's the order that we want it to be in. So if you are training them now and it feels that way, this is the natural tendency is like, well, this is hard over here. I'm going to focus on my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just not the right order. And in reality, like I've said, when we're not right, the children are harder. Yeah. Our relationship with our children are harder. Uh, but when we're right, when we're walking in oneness and working on our relationship and, and being Christ-centric ourselves, mm-hmm. you know what happens is our kids see that and they actually start to see the order of things mm-hmm. and actually st- they feel more secure. And just to add to that, when it comes to your relationship in marriage, when you're, when you're walking with God and mm-hmm. your uh, relationship with Him is secure, that's going to reflect in your marriage and your, mm-hmm. your spouse will be able to respond to that and you'll be able yeah. to respond to them in a healthy way. But when your relationship with God is off, I don't know if those listening can, can relate, but I'm like this. When I haven't been in the Word, mm-hmm. when I haven't been seeking God through prayer or seeking His will in my life, there's chaos in our marriage because I'm not operating yeah. in the way that I should be as a biblical woman. And that brings me to, I want to read a scripture. 
and it's in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28 through 31, and it says this, You have not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has, not, has no might, he increases strength. Even youths, even youths shall faint and be weary. A young man shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up, on, up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Mm-hmm. And so this goes back to what you were just talking about. If I'm not pursuing my Heavenly Father, if I'm not pursuing my relationship with God and I'm not in the Word of God and I'm not renewing my strength and mounting up on wings like eagles, you know what happens? I'm more exhausted. I'm tired. I'm irritable. I'm stressed out. I'm anxious. I'm frustrated. And that, who gets that first? Yep. You do. And then when my kids come up to me and they're like, dad, 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 tapping me and tapping me, who do you think, what do you think I give to them? Yeah. Right? So if we start with, you know, to answer Kristen's question, if we start with, our relationship with God. What that gives us the strength to do is to love, like the Bible tells us to. Mm-hmm. It gives us the strength to to be encouraging and to to be, you know, not to not be anxious mm-hmm. and to be able to walk uprightly That's really good. in my relationship with you mm-hmm. instead of trying to do the other way. And you know, I was thinking about when we were first married, you used to look to me to be the answer for it. Like you're, when you were anxious or tired yeah. or emotional or just to fulfill, you saw me as, me. Yeah. as the thing that would fulfill you. Yeah. Um, and that was one of the things. And I saw, you know, me not being able to be physical with you as something that was, that, that was what was supposed to stain me and it didn't work. And I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh great. So we had both of our, um, we had each other on the throne instead of Christ. Yeah. That's true. And so what we do is we put Christ on the throne and Christ through the Holy Spirit working in us helps us put everything else into perspective mm-hmm. and into inner order because mm-hmm. he's a God of order and not chaos. We learn that in the New Testament, right? That's really, really good, yeah. And I just want to um, take a moment to use these scriptures to encourage the parents and their relationship mm-hmm. with their children because especially for those in this uh, season of many little children, mm-hmm. which is exactly where we're at right now, um, but sometimes it can feel like it's a season of just surviving and you're overwhelmed by all the responsibilities and all the things that you have to do. And, mm-hmm. and you know, little ones, they uh, rely a lot on their parents mm-hmm. for things because they're not... Um, self-reliant yet but you're you're training them to be right you Mm -hmm. should be training them to be uh but this having a strong secure relationship with the lord is so important because that is where you're drawing your strength from it's the most important every single day in order to be able to fulfill those responsibilities and do those things and so i just want to encourage those listening if you are Mm -hmm. in a season with um multiple little children um that you're not just in a season of trying to survive it but you're actually your your role should be your purpose and heart should be to be intentional with it that you know to be mindful that you're training Mm -hmm. your children to be um reliant on the Lord and um, to understand their role and responsibility in the family. Yeah. So to, to that they do have an important role to be a helper, to be mom's helper, yeah. to be dad's helper. And um, that will, as they get older, alle- alleviate some of that stress that we feel when, you know, everything feels like it's caving yeah. in on us. Um, and the last thing is just go to, go to God in prayer every single day. When you get to that point where you're frustrated or overwhelmed mm-hmm. or tired, remember that he is our source of strength. Yeah. And, uh, you brought up the just showing our kids 
the example. Um, that's a part of the, like you can't expect your children to rely on Christ, rely on the Word of God when they get older if they never see you do it. Yeah, you can't expect them to do something you've never shown them what it looks like to do. Um, so being the example and saying, you know, I, this is how I renew my strength. Mm-hmm. This is how I walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, you know what? We had a conversation with a couple um, a little bit ago, and the encouragement to them was, you know. Uh, for the husband, I said, are you helping train the kids in a way that gives your wife time throughout the day to get in the Word of God mm-hmm. and to pray and to rejuvenate her spirit? And what that might look like is a, an evening or a day or a morning Bible time where you're teaching the kids to sit still and have a quiet time and to listen. Mm-hmm. Because then your wife can sit there and say, hey, um, you guys are going to do quiet time now because mom is going to be in the Word of God. And they know. And they know. They know how to do it. And it, it takes time and it takes intentionality. They know the purpose. Yeah. And it's not easy, but they can do it. And so our kids know that if mom tells them like that they're going to do quiet time, they're going to play, they're going to draw, they're going to open a book and read mm-hmm. it, that she's going to spend time for herself. Yeah. Um, and that she doesn't need to be getting all of her energy sucked out all day, mm-hmm. constantly. Okay, so we're going to move on to the last question that we have, which is from Jacqueline D. And it says, in busy parenting seasons, when you have lots of littles, what are some key ways to continue putting your spouse first and remembering to pray for them throughout the day? I need practical action steps. Hmm. What has worked in your daily routines? So I love this question because it's very practical. Yeah. So So we did an episode that we talked about intentional date nights. Yep. Uh, this is something that we've implemented this last year um, because we were so sporadic with it, it almost mm-hmm. never happened. But we're like, no, every week it's on the calendar and we're going to go on a date. Now, there's some weeks that we don't, but it's on the calendar every single week. So I would say having that intentional, like we are going to go and be alone. You know what we tell our kids? Remember talking, teaching our kids um, the marriage-centric, the Christ-centric relationship. They say, oh, where are you guys going? Oh, I'm taking mommy on a date. Oh, why? Well, I love mommy and I want to be alone with mommy and I want to spend time with her because we like to talk and we like to be with each other. And so our kids, every single week, they know now. They they used to like get have a hard time when we, they knew we were leaving because the babysitter like oh the babysitter's here we're le- you're yeah. leaving and they would have a hard time with it but now they get excited about it mm-hmm. they always the, tell us to have fun they, oh you're gonna take mommy on a date tonight and so <laughs> now going? they're learning they're, they're learning date night yeah and they're learning that no actually we we take time to be with each other and be alone yeah. just us so we can talk but we have to make that a priority. Yeah. And um, I just want to encourage those listening. It doesn't matter. You don't have to wait for a specific age. Like, don't let that question pop into your head of like, well, what age should I be telling my my son or daughter? Right away. This? Right away. <laughs> yeah. Our youngest is one right now. And we even tell him and he'll come and give us a hug and then go play. And yep. he's totally fine with um, the He had the hardest thing. time because he's just the youngest and he loves it. But he learned. He's learning. And yeah. so I would just say, don't shy away from talking to them and giving them big answers when they have questions of why, you mm-hmm. know, why is that? The way, why are you doing that? You know, give them big answers. Yeah, like the Old Testament tells us, it says raise your children the way they should go, yeah. and when they get older, they will not depart. So we're teaching them that date night's important, and mm-hmm. we're teaching them that mom and dad, we love each other enough to go be alone with each other. Mm-hmm. That we don't, we we tell them that hey, now it's our time. We're gonna go, and it's just gonna be us. Yeah. And so I would say that's one practical thing is put yeah. a date night on the calendar. If it can't be in the evenings, maybe your schedule's just that that way. We we've done Do breakfast dates. dates. Yeah, they're great. We've done breakfast dates. Um, it could be, you know, figure it out. Maybe it's a lunch date, mm-hmm. you know, if you can get an hour away, but put it on the calendar and make that a priority. The other thing that I would say is um, nightly routine. This was really hard for us in the beginning when we just had one kid because yeah. we were still trying to, we were still trying to do our own thing and we just kind of 
let Elliot tag along. Do you remember those nights where we'd stay out to like 11 and stuff? And it just wasn't. Yeah, there was no schedule really. There was no yeah. schedule. There was no, there was no nightly routine. Mm. And um, we realized when Olive came along how important it was to have that nightly time together because we were both feeling really well, exhausted. Exhausted and there was nothing there. There was nothing left at the end of the night yeah, for, we, us. for us. Yeah. And so um, when our second child came along, we realized the importance of this and we started establishing a nightly routine and we were not good at it by any means. But as we yeah. started practicing it and seeing the value in it, um, we're at a point now where all of our kids pretty much go to bed at the same time, mm-hmm. and it's glorious. We both like we have time to take showers and get ready for bed. We can get in the word. We can we talk. Can, yeah, like we can be intimate. Oh, it's it's really yeah. awesome. So <laughs> I've loved that, it. We have that time, and it's a good couple hours. Yeah. Uh, we don't we don't just let them up and you know suck all, again all of those times. We have to. They learn boundaries mm-hmm. and they learn order, mm-hmm. and we get to benefit from that. And and yeah. learn to be self-controlled and self-disciplined. And that's what it really is, is having a self-discipline and orderly home. And I would say that the key to all of this is being consistent. Um, because when you're inconsistent... <laughs> the same the, thing every time. Yeah, it has to be the, the same thing all the time or else the kids yeah. know that um, they can get away with stuff or they just mm-hmm. or they just don't know and they don't know what to expect. And yeah. that kind of sets them off a little bit. And so when you're consistent with your kids, I feel like that is key a key component mm-hmm. to establishing some of these routines, whether it's date night or nightly routine so another thing that you can do um because she mentioned you know praying through mm-hmm. uh, or throughout the day mm-hmm. for their her husband specifically but for your spouse uh some practical things you can do with that is just get into a habit of, pr- of prayer mm-hmm. um so one thing that we do is every morning as a family we sit around the table and we get in the word of god and we pray mm-hmm. uh, i'll pray for jennifer out loud our kids will hear it yeah. and they learn like oh dad prays for mom so kind of just that idea of incorporating uh, making prayer a corporate event for the whole family. Yeah. Uh, so it becomes a habit mm-hmm. and you do it and you get in this mentality of like, man, I need to, I want to pray for this. I want to pray for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in the evenings we pray um, with the kids. We pray as a family. Um, Jennifer and I will pray before bed. Mm-hmm. So having those times, it's called coupling, taking something that you already do all the time mm-hmm. and adding prayer to it and say, oh, in that time, We're I'm going to pray. Maybe it's, maybe it's during a shower. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to pray or a bath. Mm-hmm. Um, before bed, at breakfast, at lunchtime, just having those times that you know are consistent and and make those times of prayer. Another practical thing, um, I thought about this when we were writing these notes, is um, we all have smartphones nowadays. Pretty much everyone does. And uh, put it in your calendar. That's good. Set a reminder. (laughs) Set a reminder for like every hour or or (laughs) twice a day. It'll just go doot. You know, pray for your husband. I love that. You know, pray for your that's wife. Um, that's just a, a fun yeah. one. Do you have any uh, uh, practical ways that they can pray for their spouse? Um, well, as you were talking, I was thinking about our books, which some people right. have, a lot of people have used for um, building that habit of prayer. And it's 31 prayers for your husband and wife, but we also have 31 prayers for your son and daughter. And so I think oh, yeah. you can couple those for sure and um, just make prayer time a very specific time where you, you know yeah. you're keeping track because you're in a book and you can keep that bookmark there. Um, but I think that that's a really well, practical Well, we point. actually, we wrote these not to, to replace your prayer time, but to be a catalyst for a habit of prayer. Yeah. So you go through it for 31 days and it's every day. Yeah. And you write your own prayers in there and you read the prayer that we wrote out, but it's for, you know, you and yeah. your spouse or your children. And then you use that as a, you, you know, after 31 days, you can build, that's how you form a habit. Mm-hmm. And you, you, you know, like, oh, I can do this. I kind of know that the way to pray that the things I could be praying for, mm-hmm. it gives you ideas to pray for things. So, um, if you want, you can check out our, our books, the 31 prayers prayers for husband and wife or the 31 prayers for your children books. Um, that's a, a good practical way to get in the habit of praying throughout the day yeah. and being intentional.
intentional about your relationship with your spouse, your relationship with God. Yeah. Um, again, just to go back to the beginning of this question, she said in busy seasons. Now I know busy seasons mm-hmm. come and go. Sometimes it feels like we're in them for several years, but um, I want to encourage you not to forsake your relationship with God or put it on the back burner just because you yeah. have a long to-do list. I am preaching to myself here. I do this. I still wrestle with yeah. this because I get in the habit of you know, writing out this to-do list and I go throughout my day and I'm just boom, 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 mm-hmm. checking stuff off and I realize at the end of the day, I haven't prayed yet. And so I just wanna encourage you to make sure that you're not forsaking prayer, you're not forsaking getting in the word just because you have a lot of stuff to do. Yeah, the one thing that I, I, I always get out, like, and this is something I've been practicing this year specifically, is making l- many little changes. Mm-hmm. Things that I know that I can sustain, not a big like, no, I'm gonna read five chapters a day and I'm gonna, you know, like with my going to the gym, like it started off with like, I'm just gonna try once a week mm-hmm. and with no big goals in mind, but just can I get up early and go to the gym? Um, so find ways in your life to make those small changes. Like I said, at breakfast time, if you guys, if that's something that you do as a family pretty regularly, then at breakfast time, say, hey, I'm gonna, we're gonna pray. Mm-hmm. And that's a small thing that you could easily get. Um, uh, consistent with yeah. and that makes it easier for the next thing you add on because that will be just happen and you'll be like oh now at lunchtime we're going to pray and I, just to encourage those listening if you are in a place where you're not doing something consistently as a whole family together mm-hmm. maybe start there maybe talk with your spouse about um, choosing yeah. one thing throughout the day where you can you know for a fact that we are going to do this together every day start yeah. there yeah. and the reason I bring this up uh, forming those habits is like you were just talking about in the busy seasons yeah. uh, it's harder to um, establish them. No, it's harder to break the habit mm. when you're in the busy season. Mm. So instead of not having any sort of foundations or habits, when the busy season comes, you can't even like, yeah, you're busy. Yeah, like yeah. it's just going to be thrown out the window, yeah. all those extra things. Yeah. But if you start now when you're not busy and when you can mm-hmm. throw in those little, those little life changes, those small baby steps that become lifestyles for you, when the busy season comes, it'll hurt to not do them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, again, going back to the gym when we went and did a, we we just traveled a couple of weeks ago. I, it hurt me to not do it because I was so consistent with it. I was like, yeah. "Hey, can we? We actually had to drive like thirty minutes." <laughs> it was somewhere. strange because we've never gone on vacation before where you've asked to work out. That was, well, it was cool, though. and like, and that's why I'm bringing it up is because it's because it's been such a part of my daily routine yeah. now. It hurts to not do it. That's a good point. And so instead of thinking of where you want to be know that the only way to get there is to take a lot of baby steps. Yeah. And so just how can you simply just add those spiritual you know, disciplines in small baby steps at a time? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? They'll become a part of your life. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll become a part of who you are as a family. Mm-hmm. And in the busy seasons, it'll be that much harder to, to throw those out because they'll just be so, so much a part of your family. What you'll find happening is all the things that you were going to throw in get thrown out because they're like, oh, we can't do that because we want to like still do this while we're traveling or while we're in this busy season. So we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode of um, Marriage After God and talking about marriage Marriage after after kids. kids. Uh, We loved answering your questions. I hope that we did a good job about that uh, based off the experience that we've had and the perspectives that God has given us about children. And just know that children really are a blessing. If you're listening Mm. right now and you're married and you don't have kids, we just want to encourage you to at least pray about it and ask God like, Mm -hmm. hey, 
you know, what's your perspective on kids and get into the word and, and find out yeah. what God's heart is for kids. If you are like us in that busy season of raising little ones, mm-hmm. um, we want, we, we hope that this episode today just inspired you to take a look at your kids and be reminded that um, they are a blessing and that mm-hmm. they are there as a gift from God to mm-hmm. you and that you're training them right now for the future of your family and what that looks like years down the road. And if you're sitting here with older kids or maybe you're empty mm-hmm. nesters, um, just think. Just spend time today thanking God for them. Um, thank God for all the memories that you've built together. If if you have children that maybe maybe you have a broken relationship with them, we just want to encourage you to go mend that. Pray about it. Pray about their yeah. hearts and ask God to restore those relationships because children really are a blessing no matter what age they are. And the last thing I want to remind you of is we. It's the reason we started this show is that your marriage is a ministry. You know, a marriage after God is one that the marriage is being used for his kingdom work, his kingdom, uh, you know, ways and what God's desire is for the, for the world. And one of the ways we do that is by discipling our children, by seeing them the way God sees them. And, uh, so we get to do that. We get to minister to our children. We get to minister to each other and, and we get to let the blessing of children, um, mature us and grow us and sanctify us the way God desires it to, if we let it like I said. And so we just want to thank you for joining us for this week's episode and we look forward to having you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. 